Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to a brand new episode of Nathan's Real Talk. In this podcast, we talk about true crime cases that not many people talk about. I'll dig deep and discuss all the facts. Are you ready? Because it's going to be a killer show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Nathan's Real Talk. It is episode 13, and I am so excited. Now, before I start into this new case, I just want to give a huge shout out to my podcast agency and the social media team for helping me grow Nathan's Real Talk. Now, are you guys ready to get into this case? Okay, this is the case of the boyfriend in it. Let's go. In a quiet neighborhood in Tampa, Florida, Erica Richardson is full of excitement and nerves about her first date in a long time with John Frieja. Erica is more of an introvert and really doesn't go out much, especially on dates. John, on the other hand, has a rep for being a ladies' man or a womanizer. So that Britney song was definitely about him. Okay. But that night, they hit it off, and even her mom, Imogene, thought they looked good together. First saw them together, they looked nice, and I thought that, you know, they would make a nice couple. Okay, cool. John for sure swept Erica off her feet, and the two were just attached at the hip, completely inseparable. But some of her family and friends thought that the relationship was moving too fast. But Erica was certain that John was the one, her Mr. Right. Was she wrong? The trouble started shortly after John moved in. So he moved in? Damn, girl. Trouble started shortly after John moved in with Erica. So my question is, how long did they date before John moved in? Um, can you pass me the file, please? So my question is now, what were the red flags? Like, what was the trouble? What was he doing? Wearing a mask. I discovered him to be a jealous, mean, controlling person. He was just too possessive. He wanted Eric all to himself. Not possessive. That's a huge red flag. Walter was he possessive. He wanted to isolate her, not only from her family, but from friends too. Mm-hmm. And that was her dad. Goodness. Over the next several mo- months, the relationship started to unravel into dangerous waters. John had wild mood swings and would, and would always call Erica at work. Not at work, not when she's trying to get that money. Erica was a pharmacy technician, by the way. 
And anyways, John would call her and accuse her of being unfaithful. John was then kicked out of the house, but his erratic behaviors continued. He then began showing up at Erica's job unannounced, harassing and threatening her. So the example that they have here in the file is that he would come, she would be working, or I'm sorry, checking someone out, giving them the medicine, and then all of a sudden as the customer is about, is like walking away from the cash register, he just would like pop up right in front of her. One, that's freaky. And then he would be like, who was that? Who were you just talking to? Is that the guy you're cheating on me with? Then would follow that guest out to the car, find him, beat him up, whatever, come in and be like, this is what happens when you cheat on me. Stuff happens. You're next. Like, my goodness. Erica was really afraid of John because of the threats. What he said he would do to her. Yeah, um, I would be afraid to. Erica then filed a restraining order. Still, John would show up at her house at all hours. So he did not care about the restraining order. Finally, with the help um, of her father, she got the strength to call the police and have him arrested. Now, despite the warnings of jail time, John continued to stalk Erica. Like, holy sh... Still? My God. <sighs> okay. On Saturday, and at this time they're broken up. Okay? But on Saturday, a few weeks before Christmas, Erica and her mom met at a local mall to do some shopping. John pulls up and asks to speak to Erica. She walks over and they're talking and he wants to meet later and talk about the relationship. And Erica agrees to meet that that afternoon, that Saturday afternoon. Why in the hell would he want to meet? And how did, how did, how in the world did she said yes, like... Afraid of John. Yeah, afraid. So, like, how did that even happen? Well, John was a type person that he could speak to a lady, and he made promises that, you know, things were going to get better. He was going to do better. Okay, so I guess that's why they met. But Sunday came and went, and Imogene didn't hear a word from Erica. Not, not a peep. Okay, so like red flags are going off right now. I didn't hardly sleep that night thinking about it. Monday morning, I called Erica's house, and I didn't get an answer. So I called her job. When she called Imogene's job to find out, like, is she okay? Like, what's going on? Why haven't I heard from you? Because they talk every day. And they go to church together on Sundays. And Imogene finds out that she did not show up for work. And she did not call in. 
What did Imogene do next? Is Erica okay? Do y'all think she's alive? Next week, we will continue this case. Part two is absolutely nuts. Before I end this episode, I just want to say thank you to Imogene and Samuel Richardson for taking the time to talk to me and the podcast team about your case. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Until next week.